0: Thanks for checking out the Abnormal Japan podcast. We're based in Tokyo, Japan from Houston, Texas. If you're curious what it's like living here or you just want to tap in for abnormal topics from time to time, stay tuned and follow us on your favorite listening platform. everyone, I'm your host Brie. Last episode we talked about another Japanese urban legend about the Yuki Ona, a snow woman. So check that out if you missed it. If you like J-horror, you know, Japanese folklore, that'll be for you. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. We cover various topics such as travel, life in Japan, true crime, LGBT and more. So stick around if you enjoy those topics. And as always, I'm here with my co-host.
1: Yo, the bro. Who's not afraid of snow. Fuck a Yuki on now. She can come at me.
0: Let's go. Oh my gosh. <sighs> now she's really gonna come for you.
1: Yeah, it's been snowing lately in Tokyo. So Yeah, I, she you know the legend has been on my mind. It's just scary.
0: Yeah, and it may snow again. So I would watch out if I were you. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Carrying my heat packs carrying hot
0: water Yeah, that's not gonna work
1: it's gonna work i'm gonna splash her (laughs) and she's gonna melt (laughs) all right (laughs) anyways
0: if you want to know more about that watch uh the last episode but yeah so quick update regarding episode releases Mm -hmm. so we are moving from doing a weekly episode schedule to a more casual release schedule right so look forward to one to two episodes a month As some of you know, Abnormal Japan has many aspects, so we have our blog site, we Mm -hmm. have our YouTube channel, we do photography, and obviously the podcast. And we love creating all of these, not only for you guys who like it, and we like sharing it, but we also like having fun with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a hobby. So we want to balance it out with our work schedules. So we're just kind of, you know, taking a step back. But you'll, you'll still get something.
1: For sure. And also the blog site got a whole redesign thanks to Bree. You know, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time and effort on it. It looks really nice. So go check out some of the Thank articles. You. you know, we got some new ones coming up. Uh, so, yeah, that being said, there's always going to be something going on, whether that's like new blog posts, um, new video, episode, whatever it may be. If you want to get notified when we upload stuff, follow our Instagram at abnormaljapan.
0: Yes. And I don't know. I don't think we've talked about it, but... Yeah, if you type in Abnormal Japan, it's spelled A-B-N-R-M-L. Right. Japan. We don't spell, like, the normal word abnormal. I don't know. We just wanted it to be a little different. And, e. like, the A is, like, a sheesh, and the B is brie. I know it's lame, but, like, I when we I mean, we're... I think...
1: Okay, no, it's still kind of lame. But I think
0: it's cool. We made it. You know, it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. When we were coming <laughs> up with podcast names, we are like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about weird stuff. So.
1: And it wasn't taken, so... You
0: know yeah <laughs> all right so today's topic was inspired by updating our creative schedules so what I noticed is that my creative output isn't the same all year long mm. so I wanted to respect that to avoid burnout so yeah let's talk about being a creative imposter syndrome and balance and today we're not gonna have a listener question segment this time so let's just jump into the topic all right let's go So, our creative lifestyle, let's talk about it.
1: I like writing. I like writing a lot, actually. Um, I do a lot of stuff, actually. It's kind of hard to quantify, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, I write. I part-time dance. Um, I make music. I have, like, a semi-EP mixtape thing out. Yeah, you do. You,
0: you have some things building up.
1: Yeah. Um, I do YouTube. I've paused on my YouTube for the new year because, you know, like we mentioned earlier, we're, like, rearranging things with work schedules, mm-hmm. so we're trying to make sure everything flows well. Um, I do this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um,
1: Yeah, those are my, like, creative mediums. What are yours? What you got?
0: So, obviously, the podcast is mm-hmm. a pretty new thing. Um, So, like, I edit, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I make all, like, the promo and the graphics. That's really fun. Like, I think I've kind of gotten, like, Super used to it. I'm like, oh, I want to make this. I want to make that. Right. Um, I like to blog, so I'm getting used to writing again. Um, and filming things with you, mm-hmm. but I also like drawing and doing things like interior design. So mm-hmm. I like to like redesign the inside of our apartment for each season, because like in Japan, the weather really affects like the inside of the house. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. I always change it up and kind of clear up our space like you know the whole feng shui thing so i really like interior design i actually want to get more into it um but yeah that's kind of like our creative mediums i'm sure i'm missing out on some i guess cooking. photography yeah photography yes there we go i just thought about that yeah and cooking yes oh my god that counts right i think that counts yeah like making. the only thing that people
1: don't think cooking is creative is like because you eat it but like Mm. come on man you make something
0: yeah, so that's kind of what we do and we balance that out with work. So, yeah. you know, for those of you who are also creatives, you might be listening to this episode. It's so hard to like dive into that if you work elsewhere.
1: Right, if you have um what is it? like a a primary a primary workplace, work. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, it's all about trying to find that time and mm-hmm. most of the time we spend it doing f- doing it during our free time. Right. So, it kind of sucks. And then some of us have more time doing it. But overall, I like to know people's mediums because it kind of shows their personality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, I kind of want to talk about some lifestyle goals Yeah. before we get into, like, the pressures of being a creative.
1: True. So we have a variety of different um, mediums. And I also want to clarify, you know, sometimes people can feel like if you have... Mm, I don't know how to, like, say it 100%, but Mm. basically, like, sometimes if you make things that's not for public consumption or it's not readily available like uh like let's say you're an artist who draws right yeah and you have original characters and you have storylines in your heads and you share them like i follow i think i showed you one of the pages i follow Mm -hmm. they don't do a comic but they have like backstories for all their characters
0: oh okay i think yeah and so
1: they may put something out but that's just something that they do like as an art expression i guess I, mm. that's totally valid too because i remember reading something a while ago you know it's okay if your hobby is just a hobby for you it doesn't have to be shared it's still yes valid. that's I mean? so
0: true like you don't have to show the world in order for it to be real like yeah exactly. if you draw something at home that doesn't mean that you're not an artist <laughs> or that <laughs> you don't draw like because you know, with social media, we get used to sharing everything. Mm-hmm. And I think there's benefits of that, of like, you know, you want to show people, hey, I did this thing. But sometimes right. it's just for you and that's OK. Yeah.
1: Um, that being said, uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first with the lifestyle goals?
0: Um, you can go.
1: All right. So I, I had, when I was writing these down, I had a common theme. Mm-hmm. So it was building up uh, like self-reliance you know, trusting myself a little bit mm. and using that to foster consistency and maybe potential income. That's like a side side benefit. But yeah, that's my like common underlying theme. One of the main things I've noticed is that I just want to do more and have more consistency with that. So okay, yeah, reorganizing time is kind of important to me. And so once I can do that, I want to just Make more. I want to get to a satisfying point with, you know, the current writing thing I'm doing and then, you know, balance out the podcast and listening to music Mm. because we do this and I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, but I also miss listening to music. Um, I think I remember... Somebody somewhere said like the music you listen to at like thirteen fourteen is kind of where your taste stays for the rest of your life, and that's that's <laughs> yeah. true. I think to it's an like extent. your
0: foundation, yeah. Of what yeah, you so like to listen to.
1: I want to listen to more, and also like branch out. You know, so those are some life goals. I may go into some more. But w- what about you? What you
0: got? So for me, I would say. I just want to keep learning because being Hmm. creative is something new to me. I didn't really dive into this until I guess like my mid 20s, early 20s. You know, it's not something I've always done. So I just want to maintain learning, maybe even interact with more creatives. But we're also busy. So anytime other people are free, I'm busy Hmm. or like the opposite. So if I get a chance, it'd be cool to interact with more creatives and just be more vulnerable because, like, I noticed the more blogs we've been putting out, mm. I'm like, dang, like, I'm getting really personal with this. And sometimes I get a little scared on sharing it because I'm like, I don't know what people will think. Yeah, I, I can hear you know? that. And if I can make one of my hobbies lucrative, mm. that would be dope. I feel you. You know, just for, like, some extra side income.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's... um. That's always a good goal to have, like, if you can make it a side income, that's cool. But Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people who don't, like, people will tell you to do that, but, like, it's ultimately your choice to make, you know? Um, That's true. Yeah. Another thing I did want to do is um, get used to the new gear that we have. So, you know, with the season four, you know, we're building and going, Mm -hmm. and uh, we got some new equipment, and we're doing some more things. We're evening out, you know, our little... Uh, abnormal experience you know what i'm saying i <laughs> love content um but i want to get used to the new gear because i'm still not a hundred percent like with the stuff that we used to make stuff we could just whip it out and go right mm-hmm. but there's kind of like a learning curve so i'm, I'm i want to get used to that learning curve more so yeah um, yeah
0: i noticed that like whenever you start a creative hobby It's usually just whatever you have. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, oh, I could get this like a new camera or a new tablet or something to Mm -hmm. help. But then there's like that learning curve that you said where you have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard to create the same. But I mean, I do think certain tools are very helpful so you can progress and make more quality stuff, especially if you're trying to make um, income from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just one of the like general goals I had for this year is like, you know, make more, get more consistent and get used to doing things. Um, yeah. And also, I want to remind people again, being creative is like you have to take care of yourself, too. Can't just yes. keep making. So celebrate the little things. I I forgot to write that down, but that was one thing I wanted to do. Um,
0: yeah, that's yeah. important because like sometimes I don't know, we feel like we need to celebrate huge accomplishments Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just get like little things done and you're like you know what that really helped and all of those things are milestones to a grand moment yeah so it it was celebrate more definitely so that like you don't feel like you're not doing enough
1: yeah the thought was interesting because i it kicked off i was listening to another podcast and they were I think I was catching up and they had like an end of the year episode and they were like, you know, it's wild because you do so much and sometimes everything just rolls into one blur. So It's so true yeah. cuz
0: like looking back when we started the podcast, it was all so new to us. Like mm-hmm. I did not know how to edit a podcast episode. Like I <laughs> taught myself and you taught me some things as well. Right,
1: we worked together a lot.
0: And now I'm just like, okay, let's do an episode. I edit it real quick, it's out. Mhm. It's like, wow, I just realized, like, that used to be so difficult for me. Right. And it's nice to, like, take a moment and be like, you know what? I learned that. I did that. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's always the little things that keep you going to the next thing. I feel like people place so much emphasis on large accomplishments and, like, you know, climbing the top of the mountain, but like getting over a couple of rocks is still like super
0: big. Like you are a couple of rocks ahead of where you work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I wanted to talk about some of the pressures and downsides Ooh. of, I guess, living a creative lifestyle, whether that's full time or just part time. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's new to me and I noticed some, I guess some things popped up. Things like imposter syndrome Mm. or in general just some self-doubt mixing that in with social media there's a whole other battle when it comes to like being relevant and you know keeping up with like people and like Mm -hmm. making sure you're promoting yourself enough because it's like one thing to be like hey i did this but it's like oh but people are so busy they may not see it so let's talk about some of the things we deal with you know
1: for sure one of the things when you said relevancy is that's something i was Mm. i kind of been thinking about that lately um i think you mentioned pods in color how they were saying if there's a podcast that does like promo every week and they have episode and they have like multiple like um things coming out usually Mm. that's like a team of at least two to, you know, 5-7 however many people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That got me thinking cuz like a lot of times content creators feel this need to I've never been surfing, but you know how there's like the big wave? Everybody's trying to catch the big wave. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like you got to swim up to the big wave and like you got to ride the big wave and not crash. You know what I mean? That's how I feel like yeah. a lot of times um I don't know if this is a fallacy, but I feel like In always trying to be relevant, I feel like sometimes people miss out on, you know, the things that make them unique and that will make people stick around. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I don't know if that's a fallacy or anything like that, but I feel like I feel like always trying to keep up with trends is harmful in the long term anyway.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to do constantly on your own. So I guess what you were mentioning with a podcast in color is that she was saying, you know, a lot of these like big time podcasts or big time TV shows or whatever, have huge teams behind them. right? And, you know, someone who's interested in doing something like that might be like, you know, I wanna be just as like constant as them. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just one person or two people like us, you know, you, you're gonna have to balance it out. Like some seasons you might be able to pump out some right. creations more frequently, but you gotta be honest with yourself. And honestly, I rather choose quality over quantity. Cause oh, one hundred percent. I would love to like do a podcast like twice a week or something. We just like share our thoughts, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's probably gonna be messy, and I might like not be in the mood to do it. So
1: right, and and yeah. with that, it's also like you gotta face the mental issue of like constantly putting yes, out. Like exactly, that's a drain. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And so I also wanted to talk about how. Um, when you're creating stuff, people do it different ways. So, some people do it at their own primary job. Some people have like a good split where, you know, some of it is their paid work and the other stuff is like at home mm. or you're a full time at home creative. I will say sometimes working from home to people who don't work at home is often belittled. Hmm. Or seen as lazy. So, like, let's say you're a freelancer or you're trying to be one. Mm-hmm. I've noticed people are like, oh, what do you do? You just, like, sit around all day? Or, like, and, and okay. if anything, I've noticed because, like, I'm kind of, like, half time working from home. And the thing I noticed is that people think you just have all the time in the world. It's like, actually, no, hmm. I actually overwork and I have to make sure that I give myself, like, a normal schedule that doesn't make me overwork you know right
1: yeah and I think what you mentioned belittle like it's true because people will say oh you probably do this and this and that and it's like well which is it am I like a lazy person at home or am I like super you know on my own self-motivated but like (laughs) you know what I mean like some I feel like sometimes people want to pick and choose how they feel about like non-traditional work yeah
0: and if you're a full-time freelancer like shout out to y'all because like no straight up that is difficult not only with like taxes and stuff like that like you Mm, have to do a whole different process and you know it's tax season y'all but the second thing is like you have like you have to be in charge of your work to get the bread so you can eat you know so it's all dependent on you versus like a standard schedule so yeah, I just I think that's a downside mm. of like wanting to become a full-time creative is that yeah, I, I guess the treatment from other people, which that doesn't matter too much to me anymore. I know for some people it's difficult because like, you know what people say can affect you. Right. Um, but honestly, just do your own thing. You know, that's what I keep in mind. It's like do your own thing, you know that you're working hard. Yeah, and share yeah. it. You know, if you share your stuff and you show, "Hey, my little successes and like it builds up to big ones. People will be like, you know what? Actually, you know, you're actually doing really good things.
1: You got to be honest and open as an artist. um, Especially when you aren't like super major, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I've noticed that like, and I don't know when I noticed this, but there's something that bothers me about like, not necessarily popular stuff because I understand things are popular for a reason. Like a lot of people vibe to it but like future dropped a song recently right life is good and and the the song is okay I, drake's part is all right future's part i just listen to future because i've been listening to him since honestly forever. everyone skips to
0: future for right. that song
1: that little <laughs> ooh, that little warble ah yeah I, I don't know what it is he just makes like good music mm. i can't speak for him but as a person you know what i'm saying but <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that but no in the song and especially in the music video i noticed that like I guess like working class aesthetic is trending now.
0: Oh yeah, like ooh, look at me like uh, working at fast food or I got like several different jobs. Yeah. But like they're like rich. Exactly, like, it's, it's fake. It's like you don't work a nine to five. What are yeah. you
1: talking about? i I'm not denying that they don't work or that they don't work hard. But That's, they don't work
0: like a minimum wage nine to five. Right, which the, the, yeah.
1: is not the same. Mm. And so it's like co opting the aesthetic of struggle to then seem relatable. I didn't like that. And that's the thing. Like when you're actually being creative, when this is not your full time or if it is your full time and you're still like, you know, self-motivated and doing all these things. Right. It feels like and I hate to say this, like dudes like Drake, I haven't paid my taxes. I'm too turned up, like working on the weekend like usual. I have a hard time believing that because of the. The output that you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you are able to sustain a career off your creativity, a lot of times you can ease up a little bit. But mm-hmm. until then, that's another pressure is like you really do have to put yourself out there. You yeah, have to you gotta be your own a You got to be your own taxpayer, like you were saying. You like, got to
0: be your own promoter, everything. everything. Yeah, for sure. So let's say you're doing all these things, right? Hmm. You're putting out your stuff, you know, things are going well. But then something creeps up. Not everyone deals with it, but I have heard a lot of creative people deal with it and it's imposter syndrome. I've said it a couple of times earlier. Um, So I just gonna want to talk about that. I'll Mm. mention a couple of like definitions that I found. Um, So it's like a psychological pattern where you doubt yourself and your accomplishments. And sometimes it's like persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. So you're like, Mm. so you did this thing people praise you they're like yeah 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 you did this thing but then you're like wait can I do this thing so let's say you got a new job right for a position you've been going for and you finally get it but then you're like wait can I do this am I fraudulent like did I just trick everyone <laughs> to think that I can do this
1: I mean sometimes what is it fake it till you make it sometimes you got to trick yourself into believing you can <laughs> yeah things, you know so I get where it comes from
0: yeah so like despite literal evidence that like you are capable of doing this uh sometimes you remain convinced that like you can't do it and that you didn't deserve it or like you just lucked your way into it it was just good timing Mm. and it sucks because like that it's often not actually true but when you get stuck in that like mind loop it's very damaging for a creative person oh
1: yeah i can only imagine like i know sometimes when people talk about writers um I'm thinking of writers but like when people talk about imposter syndrome in the writing community it always mm-hmm. feels like there's a sense of I don't know I how did I get people to read my stuff you know what mm, I mean like it's yeah. kind of like you start doubting yourself even though like you said there's clear evidence you know to mm-hmm. the contrary
0: for me it's not so much feeling like fraudulent but it's more so like once I put something out, especially with like um a blog post, hmm. like once it out once it's out, I'm like, "Oh my God, okay, I did it, It's awesome. Hey, everyone, go check it out." But then when someone tells me, "Hey, I checked it out, it was so cool, and this is that I'm like, oh no, they actually read it, <laughs> even though I wanted them to read it, but then I'm like, oh no, like that was really vulnerable, and then it hits me like after hmm. so that's more so like what I go through versus feeling like, oh, it was just luck." You know
1: I think for me Imposter syndrome That's such a weird word Like imposter syndrome Comes when I feel like I'm not being genuine enough Mm. If that makes any sense Like Anything I do I try to be as genuine as possible But I understand there are constraints And societal norms And like You know the world operates in certain ways So sometimes for me Imposter syndrome feels like I don't know some it, it can make me feel like I'm being too complacent hmm. in my work. Okay, you know I mean like I could be doing more, or I'm not doing enough to be what I think I am. You know, oh, I mean? so
0: then it keeps you stuck because yes. you're thinking like, about that.
1: I feel like I'm not doing enough, and so in turn, either I like push myself too hard and burn out, or I get stuck and I'm not doing anything. And then eventually, over time, I'm like, well, shit, I haven't done anything in a while. So clearly these that i'm having must be true
0: oh you know dang I mean? it's like okay a, yeah
1: it's like a block
0: yeah that's how it manifests for me personally. it sucks man it really does because like it never really hit me until i started doing more creative projects and Damn. honestly it's like a downward spiral spiral so once yeah, you start self-doubting sure. it's just like gets worse and worse um but honestly things that help and we can get into some techniques as well yeah for sure just know like so. <laughs> you share what you got to share and sometimes you may think someone can do it better or someone already is doing it but everyone's story is unique Mm -hmm. so let's say you want to start a podcast after hearing this podcast just do it
1: yeah you You know it's going to be your
0: own theme your own topics your own vibe like just go for it and give yourself more credit than you probably already do like think of yourself as a friend because with friends we're always like supporting them like yeah you go you know we're like yeah you do this but where is that for ourselves right
1: like don't be mean to yourself i remember i was talking to my mom about this the other day Mm. i was like hey mom you know sometimes we can get caught up in loops of negative self-talk like i do it you do it and like i don't know we're just having a conversation right Mm -hmm. i was like you know what why do we got to say things to ourselves that we wouldn't say to others yeah why are we our own bullies
0: for real. Yeah, I mean. Like, like the, I noticed the- that, too. It's like, why am I thinking this? I would never say that to somebody.
1: Yeah, like, if, I don't know. Like, if you wouldn't say that to somebody else, why would you be mean to yourself? Yeah. And also, if you do want to start a podcast, you know, after listening to this, hey, go you. Get your equipment. Don't worry about it at first. Because trust me, when you make something, that's what matters. That's that's what's important. Yeah. Because you're going to look back and be like, ooh.
0: Cringe. You can get I, that feeling. I cringe at some of the first stuff that we made. It's okay. Your first episode is probably gonna suck. Your first blog is probably gonna suck. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, whatever. It's probably gonna be kind of weird, but just do it anyways. Cause trust me, it gets better. Yeah. And if you are gonna create something, or you are a podcaster, share an episode with us and we'll listen to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause like, no matter what you do, the most important thing is that you did something. Yeah, like recently I had a scandal one of my old videos from a weird ass account that I didn't know I had My mom sent it to me and I was like, oh god
0: We legit thought someone stole your old videos.
1: Yeah, but then I was like, I think this is mine Yeah,
0: I was like wait, did someone like take your old videos? Yeah, like
1: old 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 And
0: then (sighs) the more we looked at it. I was like, wait, did you create this? So (laughs) cringe. Turns out
1: it may have been but yeah, the thing is had I not done that I wouldn't have the experience of making videos at all yeah you know what I mean so even though it makes me physically collapse internally like you know <laughs> it's important that I did it
0: yeah and if you find out like okay so for me it's the risk that kind of like turns me away hmm. like oh what if I do all these things and then I, turns out I don't like it but the thing is that's gonna happen. So, if yeah. you try something new and you realize I don't like it, it's okay to quit. Like, yeah. I know there's this huge culture of like, don't quit, don't quit. Like, no, quit if you don't like it and try something new. Like, you don't have True. to suffer. Like, what is this? You know? Yeah,
1: like, get through some obstacles. And if you really don't like it, I mean, you got one life. You know what I mean? Like, don't waste your time doing something that you feel unhappy doing.
0: True. Yeah. All right, so let's react to some techniques. So I found an article Ooh. and they're like, hey, do these techniques to get over imposter syndrome. So Perfect. let's see. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> let's see if these would help us. All right, let's go. Okay, so number one is share your feelings. So talk to other people about how you're feeling. Hmm. Um, and essentially, you do this to get rid of your rational beliefs and you talk it out. i I guess that's what we're doing right now yeah yeah actually yeah this whole episode is like that
1: that's cool i feel like that works
0: yeah i think if you know people are cool with creative projects because there's some people who are like "Eh, creation is weird it's a waste of time
1: yeah there's always gonna be those haters
0: yeah yeah they'll be like why are you doing that i personally don't like sharing my feelings with those people because it's like they don't get it it's fine Right. they don't see the vision um i love joining um groups so i felt like black creatives in japan mm-hmm. super helpful um people in that group they share like what they're working on mm-hmm. and if i share myself you know people react it's really nice it's good to have groups you can share your stuff with you know yeah. shout out black creative japan yeah okay so the other one focus on others Ooh, So look at you with the segue look at you While this might feel counterintuitive apparently, Hmm. try to help others in the same situation as you. So if you see someone who's like alone, awkward, or having trouble, Hmm. um, ask them to join the group and practice your skills and you'll build confidence in your own abilities. So I guess I guess be less self focused all the time is what they're saying. That makes
1: sense. I guess in a way community can help. Kind of like, you know, you were talking about the group, like, Mm -hmm. I guess maybe taking the the spotlight off of yourself can help.
0: Yeah, I will say, like, if you don't have it together, like, don't go out and help people, you know, like, help (laughs) yourself first and then, like, help others. But, yeah, if you see someone who's, like, awkward and, you know, like, don't be a bully, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think that step is a little weird to me, but... I get it. Yeah, yeah. I still think the first one's that one's a really okay. One. That one's an eh for yeah, me. That so how? Oh wait, how many are there? I don't know. Okay, so the first one out of five, I'm gonna say that's like a four out of five. This one's like a two. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Two out of five. All right. I'm not gonna rate them, but you can. I'm
1: gonna rate them because I'm super judgy. All
0: right, let's go, judgy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so assess your abilities. Mm-hmm. If you have long-held beliefs about your incompetence in social and performance situations, make a realistic assessment of your abilities. Write down your accomplishments, what you're good at, and compare Ooh. that with your self-assessment. Um, what? So are they
1: saying, like, <laughs> test yourself? This yeah. one's a little unclear. So the, Okay, so what was the last part you said?
0: So you want to write down your accomplishments.
1: Okay, so write those down.
0: And then you compare it with your self assessment.
1: Do you write that down too? I'm assuming.
0: So essentially you want to write down your long held beliefs about your incompetence. So things like you think you can't do, right? Oh and the I get things it. Okay, that you yeah. know you can do. And then write down your accomplishments. So it's
1: so they're saying like compare the perception with the reality.
0: Yeah, so essentially you want to make okay. a realistic picture. So I guess that helps. Like saying it again. So, I guess if you have all these ideas of what you're bad at, essentially, write that down (laughs) and then be like, okay, but this is what I know I'm good at. And then write down your actual accomplishments, Mm. then that shows you possibly what they're trying to get at that the negative things you think of yourself is actually not true because you Mm. accomplished those things. So, no, that makes sense. I think that's like a journal moment. Yeah. You know, you sit down on the weekend and you do sit that. Sit down with a
1: nice little warm drink. Yeah. yeah. But
0: I guess what I would be afraid of is the negative things actually being true. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, okay. Well, I guess,
1: yeah, I I feel you. But I guess that's still important, you know, to know. Yeah. Like, let's say I want to be a, a physical therapist, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know anything about anatomy. And, mm-hmm. like, I have... Um I don't know, I got I got something, right? All right. <laughs> so like I gotta look at my accomplishments and see if I can do that
0: kind of thing? No, I think it's more like well maybe, but I think what they mean is more for like projects. Like oh i suck at these things i think i'm good at these oh things. so
1: it's a skill assessment yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. yeah That yeah. that's much okay that makes way more sense i Not had like it. a job assessment <laughs> okay yeah i had it then i lost it and now i'm back okay this one gets a five out of five i like that one
0: all right next one take baby steps don't Google focus <laughs> don't focus on doing things perfectly But rather, do things reasonably well and reward yourself for taking action. Hmm. For example, in group conversation, offer an opinion or share a story about yourself. Hmm. Honestly, I think this is pretty cool. I always agree with small steps. Um, You can take the leap, but like you may fall and then you may be, I guess, unmotivated to try again.
1: That's fair. I mean, even like even in parkour. You can do the standing leap or mm-hmm. you can do a run up and, you know, the run up always helps because you have momentum. Yeah, so I guess. Yeah. That one gets um, a three out of five because it's kind of obvious, but also it's important to know.
0: I I think that's really good, especially the part where it says don't focus on doing things perfectly. Yes, because I noticed there's like this culture, I guess, on social media of mm. you have to know everything when you post something Like you have to know yeah. all the information. Or you have to know all of the skills. It's like, no, you can be an amateur and grow online.
1: That's true. I've noticed there's a lot of weird gatekeeping.
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And it sucks because it deters a lot of people who are interested in something. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, it just makes like this exclusive group who's like oh we know everything it's like no
1: right and it also i think that also makes you feel like you need so many things yeah to do something to do anything you may need some things don't get me wrong like equipment to do things still matters (laughs) but like yeah Yeah. baby steps is important yes i still think that gets a three because it is it's something more people should internalize it's not like the assessment one because i i wouldn't have ever thought to do that Mm. that's that's a five out of five that's all i'm gonna say
0: all right all right All right. So the next one is question your thoughts. So as you start to assess your abilities and take baby steps, question whether your thoughts are rational. Does it make sense that you're a fraud given everything that you know? Hmm. So I guess Mm. it's like very introspective, like a reality check. This one kind of makes me uncomfortable because I already question myself a lot. So I think questioning more so would give me more anxiety and more imposter syndrome feeling, I guess. But I think if you're really, like, stuck in a rut and you're, like, I like you just don't believe in yourself at that moment... Right, if
1: you're dealing with, like, heavy uncertainty, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah. if you're
0: really going through it, then, I guess, questioning that and, like, assessing yourself, I guess, just, mm. like, hey, no, you got this. Like, yeah. stop tripping, And this you know? one
1: also gets a three for me. It's mm. very useful, but it's also very generic.
0: I think it's a little... I don't know I guess if you're a little sensitive like not in a bad way like if you're sensitive to questioning yourself a lot this may not be the best because it yeah. might lead to more uncertainty so oh that's true yeah that's why I'm like eh.
1: Ooh, okay this one may get a two actually
0: Especially that part where they're like, question whether your thoughts are rational. I'm like
1: Nah, okay, no. Wait, I, I don't, don't like that, that man. I don't like that anymore. No, this one gets it too. This one and focus on others lowest on the bar. Like <laughs> you may you may or may not need to do these things.
0: All right. Stop comparing five every out time. Of
1: five. <laughs> Next one.
0: No for real though. Like that is key. Like don't compare yourself to other people. You can always be inspired. Um you can see like other people's accomplishments just to see like other people's routes mm. but don't compare your successes with other people's successes if you can because if that makes you feel bad you're just going to be like man i suck and blah blah
1: that's fair it's not i cool. feel yeah no i feel like it's a, it's okay to set goals and inspirations like i remember yeah. in one of the videos i did it's a long video but it's on how to find your style for like masked people or, you know, gender non conforming people. Basically mm-hmm. if you don't really know what your style is in general, whoever you are, whether you're, you know, any kind of person, if you're a human being, you can watch the video and like get some tips from it. But I remember some of the edits I made for like the sidebars of like what we're gonna talk about or like, you know, these little little pop up texts, you know what I'm
0: saying? Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: I got inspired from another YouTuber. But I was like, I don't think I can do the exact same thing. So yeah, I had that's to tweak fine. it. And when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's not the same. But like when I was when I was editing the video, I was like, Oh yeah, this is what's up. I know how to do this, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I knew it wasn't gonna be the same. But then I started comparing and I was like, Man, it's not as good. But then I was like, Wait, but no, hold up. It's like actually fits the video yeah, and then better. When it fits I, my style better. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then when I watched it, I was like, No, this is really cool. Like, so I can see what you mean. Yeah. Like get inspiration but don't like I guess copy. You know what I'm saying? Or
1: try to copy. Because yeah. sometimes if you try to copy and you don't live up to it, that's worse than doing better.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's like, just a route to disappointment, honestly. Yeah, for real, for but yeah, real. so what they're saying is like just don't compare yourself. Um, try to focus on yourself but also focus that other people mm-hmm. are separate in that sense. Like you don't have to be the same. That's I think that one's really good. Yeah, five out of five. Yeah. Uh, The next one, use social media in moderation. Hmm. So they're pretty much saying the overuse of social media sometimes leads to feelings of inferiority. Hmm. And if you try to portray an image on social media that doesn't match who you really are or that's impossible to achieve, Hmm. it's only going to make your feelings of being a fraud even more. Right. Yeah, because if you're always fronting... That makes sense. That means you always have to front every time. And that kind of makes me think about the people who like do major face tuning. I was just to make like a whole, essentially a whole new person. Like it's, they're using their body, but like they're face tuning it Hmm. and morphing. And I wonder like, how do you feel when you go outside? Cause like, you don't look like what you look like on instagram right i've seen comparison
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i've seen comparison photos of like people saying oh this is the like the official source person Mm -hmm. and then they'll have like a bts photo like a behind the scenes photo y'all chill out Uh, oh i was like bts (laughs) (laughs) but like a a behind the scenes photo of like the photo shoot or like Mm. uh, celebrities will share one version of the image but then people are like oh but this is like the source image from something and like they facetune it for their social media or something like,
0: oh yeah, yeah i've seen that
1: i'm curious i i've never used facetune i don't know if i want to do it it feels like a lot of work but <laughs> i want to know like how like i want to watch a tutorial basically like how to facetune or whatever because i'm curious because like you said if that's the image you're putting out mm-hmm. right and there's a discrepancy like I I'm so curious to see, like, I've never FaceTuned a photo. What if I do a photo and, like, FaceTuned it? And, like, what would my reaction be? Or, like, how would I see myself, you know?
0: Yeah. it. I mean, those are good questions. I do think some is okay. Like, if you want to smooth out your skin a little bit or if you have a blemish or... You know, I understand what photographers, they do smoothing effect or, like, they add lighting. They use some Photoshop to make, like, the background right. look better. I think that's all cool. I'm talking about, like, the extreme cases of, like, making your body a whole different shape.
1: Or, like, shaving off, like, parts of your limbs and stuff. Yeah, man. but
0: I will say to each their own, like, if that's what makes you comfortable, do that. But I do think what they're trying to say is that it could increase the feeling of being a fraud. Because, mm. like... If I change my photos like drastically, I would feel uncomfortable going outside because I would be like, oh, I don't look like that. So if someone sees me, they're going to be like, oh wow. She like what?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt to mm-hmm. think that, you know, if you see somebody online and you see them in real life and they're different they're that people are willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, everybody knows that anything can be fake nowadays. So, I think, in my mind, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt that maybe people are gonna be kind to each other. But I also feel like other people may treat you as being fraudulent, and that yeah. might also increase your feeling. You know, for me, I
0: mean? if I notice that, I just be, oh, cool, because I I do see people's like Instagrams as art. So like, if you want to change it up. That's fine with me. I mean, do you? Right. Um, I may be taking it back at first, but if that's what you want to do, I'm I'm completely cool with it. So, yeah, I would say using social media in moderation. I mean, if that works for you cuz for some people social media is their job. True. And I wouldn't really say like that's a fix all for imposter syndrome. So this one's like an eh. yeah,
1: and also think about people who are in like rough situations who they their only friends are through social media true, or like true. for example with us we keep in touch with people through social media like all over the freaking world because we far away from he- far away is hell from everybody you know what that's I mean? true so i feel like this one's a three cause... i think this
0: one's like a if it affects you like if you start to notice man if like you have a lot of negative self-talk mm. you're like afraid to go out because you maybe seen different or whatever like if you're going through it because of social media you'll know yeah and and that's why i feel like it's a three it's very generic (laughs) catch-all all right so we have two more uh this one is stop fighting your feelings don't fight the feelings of not belonging instead try to lean into them and accept them it's only when you acknowledge them that you can start to unravel those core beliefs that you're holding back so
1: yeah, they said it all. Five out of five. Yeah, all. just <laughs> just know. accept
0: your feelings. Yeah, because don't repress. If you repress it, then it's going to come out someday.
1: Yeah. On a side note, I think when you experience feelings of self-doubt or uh, worthlessness, it's also important to check the source of those feelings. Mm. And that's hard to do if you're ignoring them. So if yeah. you really sit with them for a little bit, it is going to be uncomfortable don't get me wrong sitting with your feelings (laughs) is never easy if anybody tells you that they are lying because this shit is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but you want to make sure that you know if you're in a situation you're not being gaslit by somebody to make you believe that you're less than what you are and also you don't want to you know if you're feeling like oh i'm i I feel like i'm doing all these things people are telling me like i'm doing all these things but Mm -hmm. it's not hitting my personal goals you might be surrounded by people who are just saying yes to you. So yeah. Friend the circles
0: are so important because like if they're not supporting you or they're like, oh, you're doing this cool thing, man, that's not fair. Or they just don't actually support your stuff. I would be weary of those people because.
1: Mm-hmm. Or false praise.
0: Yeah. False praise. Or if they're trying to sabotage your work. Be careful with that because that could lead to self-doubt but if you get rid of that source you know you won't feel that way as much so this
1: one's a five out of five with the caveat stop fighting your feelings and also check the source for sure because yes it may not be your own self-doubt like you may know you're the shit (laughs) but like you know the the external circumstances may not be the case
0: yeah that's true all right so last one refuse to let it hold you back so no matter how much Mm. you feel like you don't belong don't let that stop you from pursuing your goals and keep going, refuse to be stopped.
1: <laughs> I like that one. That's uh, a four. Yeah. Not as strong, not as punchy, but yeah, this I like one's that. just
0: like, yeah, just do you. I will say hustle, but then if you need a break, take a break. So know that you like are worthy of taking up space. So I think that's what they're trying to get at. It's like take up space. That's fair. You belong, pursue your goals. But I would add make sure you're resting and taking care of yourself so that you're not burning out.
1: Yeah. Know your limits. Like for sure. Cause you can hustle all day and you can put in consistent work, but like at the end of the day, you got to be there to survive what you put into the world. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, yeah, like don't give up, but also like, you know, take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. All
0: right. So let's talk about some upsides and personal benefits that we experience, Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, sharing our creative projects and being creative in general. Mm. So for me, I will share that I like the release of emotions. Mm. You know, sometimes if I'm going through something, whether that's good or bad, just making a project, it just releases that and I'm like able to let it go. Mm.
1: I think I really like that. My work that I make Tends not to be so emotional um, mm. It can be Don't get me wrong I just don't skew that way Because um, It's like a defense mechanism for me Because like mm. I've noticed When I share vulnerable things People tend to Shit on it And whether it's intentional um. or not I just don't want that energy But I'm glad you actually have that release And you know People are more accepting of that Like I really am happy for you Don't get mm. me wrong
0: Some people I'm not too sure it's like I it's can iffy. sense that they they think it's weird. Yeah. But they're like hmm like that. And no, I'm just like, you. Mm.
1: You, you can sense the side eye.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can sense it. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep doing me, but yeah. I know that some people think it's weird.
1: Yeah, for me, uh one of the things is like uh creative expression. Mm. Like I like I said, I don't I tend not to be vulnerable, makes me feel icky, makes me feel unsafe. But, um, yeah, doing more expressive stuff, it allows me to be more experimental. It allows me to share more of myself and build stronger walls so that I can be more honest and upfront with people. And that way I have, I still make something and it's true to who I am is genuine, but I still get that expression regardless of what people think. Like to me, making something and always making something is way more important than being limited
0: yes i like that i also think positive feedback mm. you know that's always nice um you're not going to always get it some people are literally going to shit on your projects and be like hey this sucks yeah. but <laughs> yeah most times people are like hey that's really cool and it feels good mm-hmm. um okay. also seeing your work over time like a portfolio mm-hmm. let's say a year has passed and you've been working on something it's really cool to look back
1: yeah, like uh, retrospective stuff. Yeah, just
0: be like man, I did that. I love that feeling. That's like one of my favorites.
1: And another thing, I will say, um, when you make something and you share it, and like with the positive response that you were saying, you can usually find like groups of people who are into the same things. Like you can find community. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I forget who said it. I saw it on Black Twitter, but somebody said community is a noun and a verb. Like you can be mm-hmm. community to somebody who needs it and you can also have a community of people that support you and that you're a part of. I thought Mm. that was like honestly beautiful because the, the support that you get when you share stuff and like people constantly like reinforce that it builds a sense of like belonging. And I feel like that is one of the key things to fight imposter syndrome is that like sometimes people can feel like they're being fake but, you know, if you have people that are like, no, nah, we fuck with your shit. Like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's super important.
0: Yeah, that is. And I think that's something we need more of is community because we're so, uh, I guess, in our own space. For some, yeah. it's for safety. For some, it's just like you just don't you're not in the same area as other people or it's mm-hmm. not safe. Um, but I do think shooting for more community is the goal.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we want to beat that for y'all. So like hit us up, you know, send us your (laughs) stuff. Like I said, you make a podcast, like Brie was saying, you know, send us our way. We'll give it a listen.
0: Yeah. And I guess I'll give some more tips before we get into our closer convo. Um so some things that I do, um, that helps like my creative output is scheduling your social media posts. So if Hmm. you're on socials and you promote your artwork, your creative projects on there, schedule. Hmm. um i know you can use facebook creator studio to post on facebook and to post on instagram Um, i'm sure there's other apps you can do it through but it helps me because we're in a whole different time zone with majority of the people who check out my projects and the podcast and stuff like that a lot of things are set for like american time like u.s US, canada um so yeah, that just helps me. Or else I'm staying up real late just to like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> show people stuff on time.
1: For sure. Um, Add on to that yeah. would be use your insights. Like whatever app you're sharing on, wherever you may be, you're yeah. gonna have insights for your audience. What times they look at your stuff. You know, don't don't skip out on the data.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that really helps. Um, it also keeps me from being on my phone all day when mm. I schedule stuff because like before i used to like wait until the time or whatever but now it's just scheduled and i it's over with and i just kind of do like a bulk time where i'm scheduling all my posts so that when it releases i can just engage with y'all instead of like worrying so much about like being behind the phone and dropping the thing you know
1: yeah i feel like that takes the stress off of your plate too
0: yeah you can rest more essentially if it's scheduled, you can go do other things.
1: Yeah. That also goes for your scheduling time to create, too. Because sometimes I'll true. be forgetting to write. And I'm like, let me just get 15, 20 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what true. I mean, like, just scheduling, I feel like that's super key. And I feel like more people
0: need to get with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It may suck, but it helps. Mm-hmm, it does. And, yeah, find other places to work. Um, so if you're always working from a certain location change it up like go to a cafe go to a different room go to a park you know whatever you'll know what you can do with your situation yeah just change it up that does help i could do this more but when i do it (laughs) a transparency it it does help i will say it does help i should do it more though
1: that's fair that i like that it it forces you to get a new perspective Mm -hmm. uh one of my things that i like to do is set boundaries and you know, actually follow through on those boundaries because, you know, sometimes it's hard to, but like earlier I mentioned scheduling time to write. Um, another thing is everybody's different. So set your Mm -hmm. own boundaries. Like for me, I know sometimes I can, um, I can overfill my schedule, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I'll be like, let me get five things done for my day job and then like six things done for my you know writing and then i'm like oh yeah let me do abnormal stuff and then earlier <laughs> i was like all right let me get to do some story style stuff and then oh yeah let me post on ig and twitter I was is overloading so one mm. of my boundaries is like do less but make the stuff mean more mm. so that's something i have to like you know anytime i look at my schedule or my task app i'm just like okay what can I feasibly do today? Yeah. Like you, you know don't have mean? to
0: finish your to-do list a hundred percent every day.
1: Right. And over time you get better at, you know, assessing what you can do. So your to-do list get more efficient and you start checking off more of those boxes. I feel like that's all I got to say
0: when I'm hearing this, I'm like, this is totally like earth signs Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking yeah. about yeah. list and Trying to do the most, it's funny. No, because I just thought about it because I know we're earth signs and that's a common thing that we do. Uh, but yeah, respect your human limit, set boundaries not only with other people but with yourself. Like, you're human. I know some of y'all want to be robots, but we're not there yet, right? So, (laughs) take breaks and rest. And then,
1: like, robots have protocols and like stuff like that, you know what
0: I'm saying? Yeah, they they got like like, scripts or whatever, yeah, that they have to like turn off for a little bit to update or something, they gotta charge too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah.
1: But, yeah, take breaks, Uh, boundaries, <laughs> limits. Oh, another thing. Devices are helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, all the super cool apps are helpful.
0: Yeah, uh, true.
1: But, yeah, you don't need fancy stuff to, like, oh, yeah. do things.
0: Yeah, if you're going to start something, you don't need to buy the whole set. So, like, let's say <laughs> you want to become a podcaster. You don't need to have, like, the best mic, the best computer the best Boom arm, editing the little shaky thing. yeah you don't need to have all the things just see what you have first hmm. are you able to do something maybe you need one thing start there and then build up but you don't need a whole like you know that's your beginner set <laughs> yeah like a beginner <laughs> set and usually if you do those those suck so it's better to like research each thing and make a unique gadget and tool set
1: yeah and also you don't need super fancy things to do the thing I I did a tweet a while ago I was like reading about the thing writing about the thing talking about the thing thinking about the thing you know discussing the thing these are all way more fun than doing the thing but doing the thing is what actually gets (laughs) the thing done yeah no I mean
0: uh... I agree, cause like when we have our meetings, we're like, hey, what do we want to talk about? We're like, ooh, this, 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 and then we're like, okay, and we schedule it, we discuss it, we do all these things, but then the actual recording is like, it's just like, oh, it's hard, it's hard. We gotta to do it. Do it. <laughs> we gotta do it. Um, of course, if you're trying to take anything, like, on a super professional level or full-time income level, yes, get your get your gadgets and stuff like that. But if you're just starting something or doing something for fun, please don't feel the pressure mm-hmm. to, like, be perfect or have all the things. Like, this is not, like, high school. Like, you know what I mean? You
1: don't need everything on the first day of school checklist. Like, you're good.
0: Yeah, you're good. All right. Well, that's it for us talking about being a creative and imposter syndrome and balancing um, let's get into the closer convo. Yeah,
1: all right, closer convo. Are you ready to close down the show?
0: Yes, let's do it. All right,
1: so it's a segment where we talk about random ideas, listener suggestion, basically anything we want to talk about. It could be related to that episode, it could not be related to that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, there have been headlines going international, viral, literally viral,
0: literal viral.
1: Because <laughs> we're gonna talk about this beer virus. I'm sorry, this coronavirus.
0: Wow, you really did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw a meme. Okay, you know it's it's messed up. Okay, the coronavirus is serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, like for real. It but is. It, it really I is. I did see a meme, and I hated that I saw this meme. Because I was like, man, this is so serious. Like, people are dying. But it was funny. (laughs) And it was a Corona beer bottle with virus legs.
1: Oh, like the upside down bottle and the leg thing? Yeah. Dang.
0: And it was like, it was like a Spanish meme. Like, uh, in Spanish, the Spanish language or whatever. And I was like, oh, what the headline says, coronavirus, what I thought And it was like, I was like, man, y'all. But anyways. Yes. Let's talk about this because it is pretty prevalent right now Mm -hmm. and it's going global. Um, But we kind of want to share story time that happened before this happened.
1: Yes. So this again, disclaimer, this did not happen during the coronavirus outbreak. This was prior. Yes. Still disgusting, but very it was uh, it was a thing. So let me paint a picture for y'all. Once upon a time, no, I'm kidding. We (laughs) went to a convenience store, a kombini, for those of you who know. And yeah, so we went in and we were like, all right, let's get some snacks, you know, get in, get out. As one does. Exactly. And so a convenience store is basically what you expect. Got snacks, got hot snacks, sodas, beers.
0: Yeah, it's like a gas station in the States without the ability to fill up gas. It's just like the store part. Right. Sometimes
1: they have uh, electric vehicle charge things. Yeah, that's different. That's different. It's not an actual gas station. But people work there. It's about the same cleanliness, right? But, you know, you expect it to be generally clean, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, One would hope. Mm -hmm. So we walk in, we get our things, and we notice one of the little boys behind the counter. And I say little boy because he was a little boy.
0: He was like a teen with a part-time.
1: Little boy. He had a (laughs) mask. Well, no. One of the workers had a mask on. This boy did not have a mask on. He did not have
0: a mask on, which in Asia and in our perspective, Japan, people wear masks when they're sick or usually that's the culture. Some people Uh don't.
1: And I've noticed also uh, a lot of workers are wearing masks more often so that they can also be protected from customers and stuff like that. Yes. It's it's getting more and more common in the service industry, retail type of deal, especially for food service. Right now oh i'm getting upset just even thinking about it we got (laughs) our food right we got our packaged foods so we got our you know got a little chips got a little drinks got a little Mm -hmm. snacky snacks and then so we're about to go into line right and there's two registers one of the registers shuts down they go to do something else and the Mm -hmm. person in front of us in line goes up and i hear a boy cough and my gut says just wait a little bit longer
0: the yeah. other person will come back. Exactly. And I was like,
1: nah, we'll be fine. We we just got to get out of here.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to let you finish because I'm getting emotional.
0: So this whole time, I noticed the boy coughing at first, but I was like, oh, let's try not to get him as the registered person. Because, <laughs> you know, we don't want to get sick. Well, we couldn't avoid it. That Basically. the kid was the only one who was checking people out, and at this point we were looking real awkward, trying to stall. And I was like, "Man, is this weird? Like, let's just go." I know, what? We're not to look suspicious? Yeah, like what's the worst that can happen? We'll just stay at a far distance. So you would think if you're sick and you're working, right, you would avoid coughing. If you are, you know, checking someone out right. or if you're serving something to somebody you would like probably be like okay don't cough in front of them. No 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 no. I noticed this is a thing in Japan where if you got to cough people just cough out loud here. Mm-hmm. Like they don't cover their mouths. You know, it's everywhere and so I do think that's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening. Yeah. The kid was coughing and I was like, "Oh no, maybe it's just that one cough." So he's like, you know, scanning our items. We're like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." and then he coughs again
1: he's like cough, cough, cough.
0: and then i was like should we just like leave the situation but then that's super rude to just be like oh i don't want you <laughs> like, yeah. being my register person and then
1: on top of that right before he coughed again openly i was like oh can we get the hot food drink because once see that's where you messed up <laughs> i know he coughed one time and he turned away so i was like oh okay maybe he's gonna turn away no he was just checking things like cough cough cough, cough. i was like bro what the- he was what coughing, the y'all. And then, when I was like, "Hey, can I get the hot food item?" He no. looked over and coughed on his hand.
0: Yeah. The, and at that point, cringe. I was like, "We should not have gotten the hot food." I mean, I didn't want the hot food.
1: I but... took. I was. I didn't think about it. I took a risk, and I was like, "Oh no, he's gonna like." Okay, so when we go to other convenience stores, mm-hmm. they usually have a bottle of alcohol or they have a sink behind them. And I've noticed like eight out of ten times, the the service worker will like spray their hands down with alcohol wipes or wear gloves or wash their hands real quick mm-hmm. and go get the hot food items. Like that's that's actually pretty common. Yeah. As in my experience, could be wrong. It's always something. This boy cough on his hands. Yeah, it was disgusting, y'all. Tongue. And
0: honestly... <sighs> we probably like next time i just you know don't get the hot food just no, get out of there i mean it. normal procedure if you come in contact with someone sick just like use hand sanitizer go wash your hands you know try to stay away hmm?
1: don't touch your face don't touch your eyes yeah don't, don't touch your nose. face nah. all that kind
0: of stuff um so yeah that was like the story it was just really nasty and i don't really experience that that much with customer service but i experience that more so with people around us so Mm -hmm. especially during flu season a lot of people aren't washing their hands with soap and they're just coughing everywhere and i just try my best to protect myself because i noticed something coming to japan every winter i've gotten sick here but in the states Mm. i hardly ever get sick so
1: i have a comment to say about that i need people to wash their hands more
0: yeah no and this is no joke y'all like i'm not trying to harp on um japanese people because i don't even know if they're all japanese people i just noticed the people who live here but this is anecdotal yeah in my experience as a foreigner as a gaijin here i notice when i go to bathrooms people just use water when Mm -hmm. there's soap y'all there's soap there's air dryers for your hands All I see is like, oh, let me just splash my hand with water, and you know how sometimes people will put water on their hair. It's just like, oh, let me fix my hair, and then they just yeah, let me just get
1: some poop water on my hair. Let me get some pee water (laughs) on my hair. It's it's awful, and like
0: really bad because it's like yuck. That is how you know viruses spread.
1: So there is a misconception that sometimes you know you don't have to wash your hands if you use the restroom, Um, but no, or like with soap. Do it every time. Please do it every time. Please do it every
0: time. Because (laughs) now that there's a coronavirus, it is scary because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have been reading the headlines. Everyone's Mm. freaking out. Um, It did come from Wuhan City, China. And so a lot of travelers who have left that area, some of them have been. They have contracted the virus, and now they're in their, like, prospective countries. So, there's some cases in Japan. There's a lot of cases in China. There's some in, like, Thailand. Now, there's some in France, and the U.S. Yeah, I heard there was one in Texas recently. Where?
1: In Texas recently. There's at least one
0: case. I haven't seen that. I heard someone say that, but I haven't seen, like, the news. Okay, cool. But it is freaky, and probably by the time this episode comes out, and... Um, if you're listening like way in the future, who knows what the stats are going to be. True. Um, it's just really frightening because people are dying from it and it's a new strain. There's no vaccine for it. Um, and it's easily contractible.
1: Yeah. I think someone said it's a respiratory, like upper respiratory uh, disease and it's a viral infection. So viruses, it's not like you know, you have to ingest something like viruses are much more easily transmittable Mm -hmm. um, because you it because it's respiratory, you can cough and it's airborne and people don't cover their faces. Yes. Or like if
0: your hands are contaminated and you touch your face and stuff, you can contract it. I will say there are people able to overcome it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Fully fatal, but it is for like people who are elderly or infants or just immune suppressed, yeah, yeah, immune compromised people. So I know a lot of people who know we live in Japan, they're like, right. Hey, be careful. Oh my god, it's in China, blah blah. I'm like, Actually, it's global, y'all. Yeah, it's going everywhere <laughs> because how it's spreading is travel. Exactly. So, like, you can't stop, you know, flights, they happen daily. So many flights happen daily. So. The best you can do is just first off avoid people who are sick. Mm-hmm. Like don't be weird about it. Just be like, you know what? I don't just just some space. Yeah, practice um, good hygiene. Good hygiene. Try not to touch your face if you haven't washed your hands.
1: Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like if you don't think about it, just think about it for a day. Trust me, you'd be surprised how many times you would touch your face. Like it's yeah. it's super easy to just not think about.
0: Yeah, and then something like I'm trying to do is just eat out less. So Hmm. because I don't know who's cooking and if they're sick. And honestly, in the society, you some people can't afford to take an off day, even though you should if you're sick.
1: Yeah, let's be honest. Sometimes people got to work through the sick days.
0: Mm -hmm. And I know some people try their best not to, like, you know, be super sickly at work. But hey, if you're sick and you're serving my food and I eat it, I get sick. So that's just something I'm trying to do. I don't know. I just hope that the people who have contracted it get better and i hope that it's being treated more seriously because i have seen some cases in japan i think right now as of this episode there's four cases okay um some people have gotten better symptoms and then they're just left to go off i'm like oh, oh we're gonna oh, need no, to no, know a hundred percent better please not oh this is desirable like this right serious. like
1: if you have a fever and you're coughing you have a runny yeah. nose and like you have muscle pains if your muscle pains are gone and your fever is gone you're still coughing you still got the runny nose you, that's you like could, two out of four yeah
0: you still have the carrier like you can mm-hmm. still carry it and you can still affect other people it just sucks yeah. um
1: so, PSA, wash your hands. Yes. Learn about the coronavirus. And please, please, please try not to get sick and try
0: not to get other people sick. Like, shit is real. Mm-hmm. And let's not be racist about this. Because I've noticed, I don't even know if I'm going to put this on the podcast. If it is, it is. But I've noticed, I get it, it's coming from China. But let's not treat like people from China a certain way because it came from there. Cause ages, I don't like it. I've been seeing some articles and some people's reactions. It's really racist. Yeah, orientalists and
1: being like, oh, what are they doing over there? Like, I'm just weird. like,
0: no, this happens with anything when it comes like to Ebola and then like the reactions to African people, huh?
1: Mad Cow. That happened yeah. in the States.
0: Yeah, but you don't see people That's what that... I'm saying. Yeah. So let's try to be kind and compassionate and also just hope that people get better like be nice yeah, be supportive sure.
1: have some empathy and never forget who carried the bubonic plague that's all i gotta say
0: oh what tea yeah because i noticed we were going to a restaurant i'm not gonna say because i'm not trying to get like that <laughs> yeah they, they're not paying us but i remember you mentioned you were paying for the food and there was like a Chinese mother and daughter behind you.
1: Yeah, I heard the mom speaking some Chinese language to the kids. So I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, they're Chinese people. It's and
0: fine. you were saying that the the girls behind the register were like freaking out because of, you know, the coronavirus is going around. Right, right, right. They saw a Chinese family and they were freaking out. And I was like, see, that's what I don't like. Because you don't know the story. And mm-hmm. then it it becomes like borderline or just straight up racist. Yeah, you know. it's
1: uncomfortable because like the the mom and the daughter were fine. Yeah. The daughter was just kind of like coughing a little bit like once or twice, but kids cough all the time. Kids sneeze, just kids mm-hmm. are drooling Little humans, they just <laughs> yeah, they just pretty much exude all different kinds of stuff. So I'm not mm. really worried about that. But the the register girl's reaction was noticeable. I was like, yeah, it's
0: so, unnecessary. It's so rude. Like, I can't can imagine keep
1: it to yourself,
0: maybe. I know, you know. And I understand the concern. Yeah, like if they were like coughing and like vomiting or something, I'd be like, okay, whoa, hold on, what's going on? But that's just like a person thing. I just think I understand that it's coming from a certain place, and we can. Associate certain things. Let's just do better.
1: Yeah, and also that same night we were coming home on the train station, and we saw a train person putting sawdust down and mopping stuff up. I was like, dang! Either somebody got real sick or somebody got hella drunk.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I couldn't tell which it was. I was like, oh all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. Let us know what helps you with imposter syndrome if you go through it. Yes. Any creative projects you're working on, we'd love to check it out and support it. So just tag us or DM us, whatever. Mm-hmm. And also those in Japan, share a crazy kombini story with us. I know we all have one. For sure. <laughs> so yeah, just comment on our episode 27 Instagram post or the YouTube comments if you're listening there at mm-hmm. Abnormal Japan
1: yeah you know i would love to hear from everybody uh yeah share a crazy convenience store because i'm curious which ones are the craziest ones you know i want to know <laughs> uh but yeah don't forget to follow us on instagram you know we're gonna post next time we put out an episode anytime we put out anything new it'll be on instagram for sure yes, so exactly definitely follow us there uh we we really appreciate everybody who tuned in you know thanks for rocking with us this far into the new year and beyond
0: yeah okay bye everyone
1: bye y'all stay safe